Anybody want me to go crash the EI booth? Anybody want me to do anything? So when you walk around this place, you see remarkably the same shitty radio at each spot. Boring as can be. I don't know who's in front of me. One of the dumbest looking fucks I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it's former Patriot quarterback Scott Zolak. What's up, asshole? <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Three, two. Excuse me. Oh, hi, Charlotte. Hi. Kirk Minahan, how are hey, you? Kirk, how are you? Good. Good you want to a periscope? Oh, hi. How are you doing? Good. How how's are Susan, you? How's Susan Pease doing? Oh, don't do that, man. Why? Is she okay? I don't. What? Wait, what? You're walking away? I thought you were a journalist. You y'all can answer any tough questions? Then you claim Well that's just like Then you claim that we bought you drinks in the bar at one o'clock in the morning where I've never first of all, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Thank you, take you care. See, accusations and they walk away. The weakest form of journalism. It's sad. And there she goes. So sad. And they walk away. That's the thing. They walk away. They always walk away. Each radio I mean, here's a, an example. Terrible radio, terrible radio, terrible radio. Bob, what do you think of the uh, of the banning of Barstool Sports? I know you like those guys. What do you think about Barstool Sports? Uh, now I get Good it. to see you, Mr. Kraft. How are you? Nice to see you. I love Barstool Sports. What you know me? what I said? It was Elichek, Brady. Minahan. Minahan. Portnoy. <laughs> that's a, that's a correct order. There you go. It's a hall of this one sucks. This one sucks. This one sucks. There's a guy right there who I imagine Joe Zarbano is filling out his application of Panera. He's lucky. He may, may, get, the, uh, may get the assistant manager's job at, uh, at Panera. Though. Should I go Todd Zarbano before I move on? There's a program director, Joe Zarbano, the EI. That is, in fact, a Panera application he's filling out. I don't like his chances. If you look at Zarbano, if I throw cheese at Zarbano, watch, he'll come after it. Because as we know, he's a rat. He's gonna come, here we go, I'm dropping the cheese. Mr. Goodell? Hi, Kirk Minahan, how are you? Hey, I was gonna ask you a question at the press conference, so I didn't get a chance, can I ask you? Uh, yes, sir. What's your, just can I get your thoughts on Barstool? Yeah, just the Barstool situation? You touch me. Did, can I get? I didn't touch you. I he did. Can, I can, can I get your thoughts on the Barstool situation? Don't you think it makes more sense to go to Barstool? Have some fun with them, Mr. Commissioner? Have some fun with them. Just have some fun with them. Get a, you don't want to talk about Barstool, Mr. Commissioner? I'm not in. I'm not, there's a line here. Okay, don't, oh, don't, don't, you don't have to touch me. No, I'm not. You don't have to touch me. Name, ID. You don't have to touch me. Mr. Commissioner, no th oh, that's a I'm going to need you to, okay. Yes. Yeah. I didn't no. go anywhere. There's a hotel. There's a line. I didn't no, cross but it. You, you have to have credentials to get in here. I didn't go in there. Yes, you did, sir. No, you my went... foot did not answer that. Okay, sorry. I'm happy. I, have, I have it on the phone. Can you okay. apologize for that? Yes, I'm asking you to just step on me. <laughs> I'm happy to do that. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Well, there we go. Mr. Goodell would not answer the question. I asked him. He made contact with me. Hand on rib. Hand on rib. Will I pursue legal action? Yeah, I will. I'll get the best goddamn lawyer in America. My guy. To make it happen. Ah. Ah. Ooh, he got me right in that rib. Oh, ah. Did you see Roger Goodell hit me in the rib? Oh, I think it's, ah, uh, ah, oh, God damn it. Oh, ooh, Roger Goodell poked me right in the rib. I think it might be broken. I need to contact legally somebody. Do you know a lawyer? No? Oh, whew, oh my God. Oh, I think I might die. Okay, goodbye. It's been a great run. Radio.com. Radio.com app. Welcome to a Superfan Roundtable on the week's events in the world of Kirk Menahan. This is the Menafan Show. Yeah, it's drunk Eric Curtis. Mark Cannon's balls are here. Both of them, I guess. That's right. <laughs> that wasn't how I intended it to come out, but you're here. John, how are you? I'm doing well. Yes, uh, both balls are here. Balls one and balls two. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, excited to be here, man. That was an excellent, that's the first time I heard that, and that was a excellent opening montage. Like, you put Chris Curtis, your namesake, to shame with that. That was, uh, that, that was brilliant. It was, uh, I'm impressed. Yeah. That was a lot of fun to put together, going through all that Periscope action that, I, that we had last week. It was nice. That was the best part, I think, of last week was the Periscope. And they spent zero money to do that. They just sent Kirk by himself, guerrilla tactics, 
just to go and harass people. And it was, I hysterical. agree. He went down with a plan to cause chaos and create news. And it was Minahan and Portnoy and Barstool that created the most buzz out of everyone, out of all of the, the hundreds of, uh, of shows or, or the dozens of shows and the, and, the, and the thousands of journalists that were there. The, the irony is, is that with the wave of new media, you've got a guy that's doing a show at radio.com that hasn't even aired yet. And then you've got a guy like Dave Portnoy, who's a professional you know, troll and provocateur that are creating all of the news and all of the buzz. It just, I think it just says something about the state of media today that, you know, you've got these guys that are, are breaking the rules and, and, and doing things, um, doing things, uh, you know, kind of on their own. Um, and they're putting all these other traditional media guys to shame. It was, it was something to behold. This stuff was so interlocked too, because Kirk was tied in with the barstool. He got those barstool questions. He got a little bit of pub with, uh, with Goodell after. Portnoy was kicked out of the press conference, not the press conference, but media night. And then on top of that, Portnoy gets kicked out of a couple of events, the Super Bowl, the party afterwards. So all of this stuff gets linked together. It's great news for Kirk. It's great publicity. It is great publicity. Um, I mean, I think I tweeted out that that uh, Goodell, he, he sleeps with his fingers dipped in the tears of, of, of Lord Voldemort because he's he's, <laughs> he's just po- like poisoned Kirk because I think Kirk said that he had the flu or he was sick for several days. Yeah. I mean, so God knows what that 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 freak Goodell and his goons, his KGB goons. Did you see the way that they dragged El Prez out of out of the uh, out of the stadium? And he talked about it, too, because because with Kirk, he talked about it. there's no great way to get pulled out of a stadium. So what you do, I think the move and I think what he talked about the move is to let the legs just kind of hang and flail because it 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 it, it exaggerates the force that they're using it makes when you're when you're like limp as a biscuit like that when you when you're limp as you know dale arnold's dick like that just flailing around there <laughs> you just it just looks so much more forceful and it really really i mean people were making fun of him for that and the skinny jeans i mean the skinny jeans that's it that was not a good look but i mean it was incredible, incredible to be, to behold, to see something like that. And these, these guys, they just try to fuck with you. Um, I, and then you see, did you see the globe tonight, uh, released a hit piece against Edelman? Like, like you're, I'm sorry. Yeah. No. They released a hit piece. I tweeted it out. They released a hit piece against Edelman saying something to the extent of, I mean, cause they, then you had that bullshit article this morning about Edelman who put up, you know, he's the, he is, he, he put up one of the, the, the great performances by a wide receiver in the Super Bowl. I think Rice had what, 149, Edelman had 143 for total yards. Incredible. And the, and the Globe said, this is what the, I, this is the headline of Globe. Julian Edelman got Super Bowl MVP, but some industry insiders are saying his early season PED suspension taints that. Right, and somebody, uh, uh, best of, uh, of of BSMW, uh, he he replied saying, "I'm not saying the Globe's constant attacks on Edelman and Kraft are based on anti-Semitism, but I'm not not saying, but I'm not not saying it either." Um, and for me personally, didn't uh, didn't Joseph Gobbles uh, run a newspaper? Connection, connection. I don't know. Oh yeah, he did. Yep. Mark Hannon's great, great uh, propaganda. MHB investigations. We're going to sink our teeth into this one. Is the Boston Globe being run by a cult of anti-Semites? I think it's. I think it. There's some pl- plausibility. It could happen. You know, we'll see. I just don't even think of those ways. But when you start saying that with Edelman and Kraft, I I didn't even you know think what? of that. I, I was, John Henry doesn't just. Uh, well, John Henry the- doesn't just hate. Uh, Jewish people. He also hates disabled people with the way that blind Mike was treated today at, at his protest. I mean, well, think about it. They don't like people that are suicidal in Minahan. They don't like uh, they don't like disabled people in blind Mike. I mean, they don't like Jewish people in Edelman. What the hell is going on here? This bastion of liberalism is, is turning into, you know, a, like a totalitarian regime. It's insanity. Yeah, I, spent, I spent the last hour just cutting up all of Mike's Periscope videos uh, at the quote unquote rally today, <laughs> I, I will say this. If you haven't seen it, go see blind Mike's page. I think it's at underscore blind Mike. And he went and just caused trouble today and, and to help out Kirk. And I was depressed watching it, not because of Mike, but because of the crowd there, there's just nothing but people on rascals driving around. It's sparsely populated. There are kids, there are old people. And it's just lifeless. You know what? I think what it was is that the retirement home was serving tapioca that day. 
So they nobody nobody enjoys that. They let them out early and they just kind of wandered off. And they heard the organ music playing at Fenway and they heard that they were giving out like, uh, you know, like pistachios or some shit. And they just kind of stumbled on over there. And then you got then you got like the ghost of John Dennis past, you know, sitting there in, in his little rascal scooter, <laughs> you know, just harping on him saying, don't get political. Don't worry, we don't want to hear that. It was it was so like literally blind Mike goes and yells at 90 year olds, the target demographic for the Boston Red Sox. What a terrible look. <laughs> I mean, yep. not a bad look by Mike. I mean, good job by you, bud. Um, but a bad look for the Red Sox. And and the, here's the beauty of it, because this this proves to you that Mike is really blind. Apparently, Sam Kennedy was standing ten feet away from him the whole time, and this dude didn't even he didn't even know he had no idea. Really? Well, there's one period of time where some guy with a rascal kind of runs him down. And he goes, "That guy with a bike, that guy with a bike, just run over me." Not even That's a bike. That's right. That's right. It reminds me of that Seinfeld episode where George is, uh, you know, George is on the little, the little disabled scooter, and 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 there's the old people on on the uh, on they're they're following him along. Have you seen that one? He eventually has to pick up the scooter and run away. With yes, it. it's it really was like just like that perfect Larry David humor. It was it, it was, and especially the clip because I mean, unfortunately. Um, being blind doesn't make you a good cameraman. Actually, I think it's a hindrance on that because that, that was some. <laughs> it was tough to watch Mike's uh, Mike's camera camera uh, ship, I guess. Um, but there's a video that somebody posted, an MLB beat writer, I think, posted it. This guy Christopher Smith, and just just the visual of Mike surrounded by all these old people, and there's a guy with like you know with with like a like a security blanket and a yellow vest on his scooter chanting Kirk sucks and he literally just looks like he 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 came out of literally like like the the old people home it's 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 something else i love it i love it i so i i can start with that one i've got that one right away where where the old guy starts arguing with him i hate to be back to work but one i hear you all right well, so this I is i blame sam kennedy he's he's delaying you. he's holding you out of work you know, first the lady. showed up on truck. She looks exactly oh, really? like you think. He was a nicer guy than Sam Kennedy, I guess. Will Middlebrook showed up one day. Wow, all nicer guys than Sam. I thought maybe Rob Polter showed up because he stayed in Boston all the winter. Nah, that'd be nice. Yeah. We'll see. I think I see um, Julian Edelman over there. Oh really? No, this guy with the. Make it back awfully fast. The return of Kirk Minahan starts in March. <laughs> I speak. What's political about Kirk Minahan? This guy's about 85 years old. He's on a rascal. Kirk Minahan? Kirk Minahan is not political. Kirk Minahan is for free speech. Your booze do not scare me. Bravo, Mike. You show you show that guy that this this old guy because you know what the, the reality is. I think it'd be a fair fight. Mike Mike would be throwing punches, flailing them out there because he can't see anything, and this guy would be getting little body shots in, and he'd be like you know running over his toes and shit. I think it, I think that it could actually be a battle for the ages. This ninety five year old dinosaur that's bitching and moaning because he just wants to you know get his free you know what are they even giving out at truck day. You know, like they're talking about like a load, like how many nuts they had that they were unloading there. They had to bring for who the hell knows what. And uh, it just it was it was it was bad. It was bad. But I would love to see that fight because I think that'd be a great fight between Blind Mike and, you know, 95 year old Al or, or Dick and Upton. That was the real Dick and Upton right there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's the I, I am forgetting. I totally forgot the best part. The visual on this with the guy in the rascal, he's got like this old fashioned horn attached like one of these like 1950s things that you put on a bike to to squeeze i mean everything about it is old and dilapidated and everything that you think mm -hmm. negative about baseball it was i know and, and he's trying to do a counter chant like uh at, at one point mike is going is, is just chanting just kirk 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 <laughs> And, uh, and, and, and then the guy goes, Kirk sucks, Kirk sucks, Kirk sucks. It, it was, it, it was, it was out of this world, especially because, you know, I mean, Kirk put his body on the line to, to, for the truth, you know, I mean, does that make him more mm -hmm. important than Martin Luther King? Yeah, I think so. No, I think it's close. I think I got some of this chance. Who's ready for truck day, huh? Hey, a raucous crowd. <laughs> the people can't contain themselves down here. <laughs> Everyone is going bananas down here, down here at Fenway Park. 
Ah, they're coming out in droves for truck day. There's All as right, little so energy as you might think. I'm noticing that uh, it's pretty much entirely senior citizens <laughs> and children. So pretty much your your target demographics. Um, but I'm a little. I don't know how I feel because I realize I'm ruining the the mornings of uh, old people and children. Yeah, don't worry. They ruined my uh, radio listening. I know the 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 amount of hatred too. Like the because at first I kind of thought that when he would he he brought up Kirk that people would be like, "What the fuck is this guy talking about?" But people's ears perked up. Like people instantly knew who he was talking about. And this old guy, like mm-hmm. it, like obviously, clearly, clearly, this old guy was one of the callers that Kirk drove away. Like one of the guys that. You know that that mustard and Johnson just lets drone on on and on these these fucking goddamn bores yeah. that just that just they give an entire segment to on the show and Kirk drives people like that away like a guy a guy like that calls in with no energy no passion no takes wanting to talk about the batting order wanting talking about you know something like your know, fucking Bruins fourth line then that's gonna be uh, that person's not gonna last long on a Kirk Minahan show sorry sorry to break you the, the news to you it's just not gonna be it's not gonna fly. And a guy like that, you know, he knew instantly who Kirk was. Maybe that was uh, Larry and Newburyport. You think that was a possibility? Yeah, he hasn't I was just been, thinking that. My boy Larry. He hasn't been seen for I, a while. I was looking to. Oh, he did. Uh, he tweeted last week. Last week he tweeted at Kirk. Mm. It was about a two-month absence. He's coming in and out of consciousness and then oh, just, you know, he's got, he's got the tweet deck opened up, ready to go. He passes back out again, needle in his arm. Who the hell knows with this guy? He's 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 an odd duck. He's got a he's got a strange obsession with SV for whatever reason. I can just kind of he thinks him SV. Oh, it's just he's fantastic. oh, of course he is. All he's, of the, he's all the insufferables guy. of radio, all the people that you would least like to hear. Like these are the people that you know you're in you're in a conversation with them. Like these at, at Thanksgiving or something, and they're like the, they're the people like the, the the second cousins or the aunts and uncles or the great aunts, and you just can't get out of the conversation uh. you know fast enough. But they're the type of people that can just rope you in, and next thing you know. You know, every opportunity that they have to extend the conversation, they are. And it's been an hour later. It's been 30 minutes later. And you're just trying to like, get me out of this. I couldn't care less about anything that you're saying. And you just are looking for an escape. I mean, that's how it feels. It's painful to listen to when people like that call in. And unfortunately, you know, people like that don't like Kirk either. So that's fine. No, that's, that's, a, that's, I can take those casualties. If, if, if people like that despise Kirk, well, then Kirk's doing something right. Let me see if I can get one more of Mike uh, just screaming his head off. So what happens here? Am I the only entertainment? Hey, Wally's here. Hey, Wally, are you aware that the Red Sox destroyed the Kirk and Callahan show? Do they tell Wally these things? Wally, did Sam Kennedy tell you that he got Kirk Minahan removed from the Kirk and Callahan show? A terrible act of censorship by Sam Kennedy and the Boston Red Sox. But... We will not be silenced here. Radio.com and the Kirk Minahan Show. They're all lining up to tell Wally to download the Radio.com app. Hello, folks. How did I get cut by all these people? Starting from and literally, you're all sheep. Wally shows up, and they just literally start. They literally want. I don't know what they're lining up for, but they are like sheep. There's no energy. And they just kind of slumped over like sheep going towards Wally. It was the strangest thing. It's, it's definitely not what you would see at Foxborough. The, the way that it was put together, literally, I, I'm trying to understand what they're doing there at truck day. Like they could be literally giving out, you know, $100 cash a person. And they would have gotten the same turnout with the way that they marketed this. I, I don't know what the hell was going on there. What even is the point of this whole thing? It makes zero sense. And then to have it right after, you know, the Patriots win the Super Bowl, you're going to have it the day after. Great foresight. Yeah, great planning Terrible on their timing. part. Typical, typical Red Sox, typical Globe. And 
all, and then in that in conjunction with the hit pieces, and then you've got that fucking fraud, John Henry. That thing was an inside job. Him subtweeting his own paper. Oh, did you see the thing about the article about the Patriots? How ridiculous! And then he immediately pivots back to the Red Sox. They, they, the media counted out the Patriots just like people said the Red Sox were an unlikable team. Fuck you. Fuck you. I've got no use for you. Does he think that people don't oh, know yeah, that right? Do you think we're that stupid? But you know what? I wouldn't put it past millionaire fat cats like this guy that he to, that he would he would honestly think that people are that stupid that they don't know who his wife is. I got news for you, Linda. Your paper yeah, is, is your husband owns the paper, Linda. Okay, you are. What, isn't she like the editor in chief? Can't she? Doesn't she have final editorial say? So so sorry, yeah, sorry. She runs the paper. Maybe maybe John should. Yeah, she got her father. I mean, her husband. <laughs> I like what you did there. I, I, don't, I think he's. I think he's only what? It's only like seventeen years older. So you know, not quite father, but maybe like uncle in terms of different ages. Yeah, I, I always go back and forth with who do I dislike more, Linda or John Henry? I'm pretty sure it's Linda. Uh, I don't really. Well, the thing is about I. I don't know who has more control over the editorial decisions. If it okay, if, if if Henry is anything like most men, he probably is espousing a lot of things that he may or may not believe to make her happy. You know, because don't you think? I mean, that's that's kind of a natural reaction with some guys where they'll just kind of go along to get along, just to you know, happy wife, happy life. I mean, maybe he he might not really hate things that he hates or be as crazy liberal petty as he is maybe this is all just his way of okay honey here's your little thing that you're gonna go do you're gonna go play in this sandbox over here here's my little toy for you i bought you a newspaper and 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 that that's maybe that's the way this this situation works itself out i don't know i don't yeah it's a little of both it's a little of both. He feels that way. And with the paper, it's here, honey. You just can a, have just, something. Well, for, I don't care what he made his money do. I mean, the 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 now now Warner, on the other hand, with, with making his money off the backs of, uh, of 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 racists and rapists, is a totally different story. We talk about Tom Warner, um, but mm-hmm. Henry. I mean, whatever. I could care less. I just think this top to bottom, just like Kirk said, top to bottom, they're filled with nothing but pandering vomits. And and Kirk Kirk got suspended for it, but guess what? We have no sponsors here yet, and uh, we can say whatever the hell we want. So pandering vomits, Red Sox globe, fuck them all. Yeah, I'm a longtime Red Sox fan. I'm thinking of rooting for the Yankees now. I I'm affected by this. <laughs> no, I I mean I like the players, but I mean just organizationally, you know, in terms of the ownership. I think that people, because people in Boston have never liked the ownership from the second that they, that the current ownership group acquired this team from the, from the initial press conference, you know how it was. They, they just had this air of, uh, of elitism and, and smugness about them. That is totally contra to the way that a guy like Bob Kraft and, and Jonathan uh, run their team. Bob Kraft uh, was uh, beloved. Yeah. I remember that day when he, when he bought the team because they were gone. And he showed up when they were selling season tickets and he was high-fiving around, around the ballpark. They had really bad ownership before the Henrys. They had Harrington. Yeah. They had the Yawkeys. Those people were hated. These people are worse. It takes a lot to get worse than John Harrington and the Yawkeys. Yeah, right. And, and somehow managed to get worse with, I mean, comments like uh, Henry not being able to sleep at night because of Yaki Way and, you know, thinking that he can he can he can stick his nose into uh, into issues like that have to involve other corporations and affiliates like WEI and partnerships and, and, and using using his little thug boy, you know, Sam Kennedy to go, you know, do his bidding and, and, and try and and try and pressure people and bully people. That's really that's really that's really what this comes down to. I was surprised. Were you surprised that Kirk didn't talk about this at all? Uh, like talk about Sam Kennedy specifically at Radio Row with 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 uh, with Barstool? No, I think I think he's kind of moved on. He's made it kind of clear he wants to move on from WEEI. He did roll by them and Muck gave him the finger and kind of dicked around with them a little bit. But he seems pretty intent that he's moving on beyond WEEI and he's thinking bigger. So I'm not really surprised. I will say I listened to all the Barstool shows. Uh, Kirk was good. Kirk was good on it. But I got through the Jeff Garcia interview. Oh, my God. Dave Portnoy has ADHD in the worst way. I mean, he's just all over the place. And it seems like that show is just about moving product in some way. Well, I mean, my thing. 
the barstool being the barstools is uh they they do like to they they like they like the hustle is what i would say mm-hmm. i mean they they do have um they do have a lot of partnerships and sponsors that they push because i think they don't have like they're you know you don't have to pay for their content and they're an online radio or they're not not a radio but online multimedia platform they do have the what the barstool gold pro gold program but at the end of the day they they really do have some some partnerships and advertisers and sponsors that they i mean you know they have fucking guys sitting there smoking jewels and then they're eating frozen dinners and i mean they it's any sort of partner and and i i give them props for that that's awesome you got to do what you got to do but radio row and francesa talked about this in that wonderful self takedown uh that funhouse put out radio row has become an economy where all these athletes go and they're all shilling for something so coca-cola goes to danny amadola and say hey danny go to radio row We'll, we'll, we'll pay you $20,000 to go and, and be a shill for Coke and go on all these radio shows and talk about how great Coca-Cola is and all the radio shows. I wish it was Coke. It's like, it's like hemp cream for your penis or something. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're like the worst Oh my products. God. They were pushing, um, they were, they were pushing, uh, pushing, uh, baby wipes for men. I think that's what it was like. Like, do, do your balls especially smell terrible? <laughs> Well, try try out our baby wipes, man wipes, or something like that. Make your nether regions more pleasant. Like it was just, to see, it's just. I mean, it's it's. They got to do what they got to do. I give. I respect the hustle. I really respect the hustle. But it is very transparent when you have three horrible, boring, sporty interviews back to back to back to back, oh, and it's like I've got the Sirius app, so I can. By the way, if you get if you get Sirius XM. Get it through just the app because you have so much ownership. You can just skip, skip, skip. You can move things around quickly. So I just, I heard an athlete there and I skipped, skipped, skipped. I, I wasn't even going to hang out for that. Yeah. Because three athlete, I mean, athlete interviews in general just suck. I don't care if it's Greg Olson. I don't care if he's thoughtful. I don't care if he's cool. I don't care if it's, uh, you know, who, who, Jeff Garcia or, or Steven Ridley. I mean, Kirk tried to make them interesting. He really did. They had that one guy that, um, Ex Marine on, and Kirk asked him how many confirmed kills he had. Do you remember that? <laughs> no, I because I skipped. That was it. when I didn't want to do. I feel with like it. Kirk for the first half was like, like Jesus Christ, like fucking athlete interviews. Like, come on, this is bullshit. And then he was like, Hey, he's like, like, damn, this is gonna be the whole show. I got to do something. So then he he kind of tried to to interject a little bit more and pick up the pace with in terms of contributing in that interview format. And he did make it interesting. I I, I don't I don't remember the name of the guy. But it was some guy that was uh, a long snapper, and he's got a great story. He's just he's a bore uh, on the radio, especially for that 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 length of time. And Kirk asked him, "Well, let me ask you this: how many how many confirmed kills? Are we talking confirmed kills?" <laughs> and the guy just looks at him, and they're not even like he he just replies like, "I know we don't really talk about that, man." And like it was it was real like cold the way that he responded. You could tell that there was some tension in the room. So that was a that was a good moment for me. But all the other athlete interviews, like, like, do I really want to hear how thoughtful Chris Long is? And do I want to really hear that from Barstool too? Like, I don't want to hear Chris Long, this pandering vomit, this fool, come on there. You're saying that I donated him half my paycheck all year. Look at me, look at me. And and he, of course, he wins Walter Payton Man of the Year award. I don't want to hear he's he's horrible to listen to. Mm. His entire existence is trying to make him feel more righteous and better than everybody else. That is literally what he lives for. He 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 gets off on the Twitter applause. He is, he is a virtue signal. Like his entire existence is to virtue signal. He doesn't even care about football anymore. He's going to just make a career out of presenting himself to be better than everybody else. Like it's, it's, I, I, don't, I have no use for it. That's yeah, not what I like about sports. I, I like ass grab and fart jokes and that type of stuff. I, I don't like seriousness. Yeah, even though we're being kind of serious here. but Well, we can make it unserious. Uh, are you ready for another? Are you ready for us to rip off Wiggy and do a strip club review? So I've been waiting for this we, all week. Do we want to talk about this? The fact that it's pretty clear WEEI ripped us off. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I don't know. Here's why. I think I'm moving up in the world. Um, Mutton Callahan recently followed me on Twitter. Um, I, I kid you not. You can go check. Really? Yeah. So uh, maybe they're becoming fans of the show. So I will say, you know, thank you guys for listening. Um, and I think in, imitation is the highest form of flattery. Um, so I think the only thing that would be appropriate is for you and I to go in there and, and be a fill-in 
show for Mutt and Callahan. See, you know, just just compare. See, see who has a better show, right? What would you say to that? I would do that. I could take a day yeah. off and do that for a day. Why not? Yeah, they fly us in there. We can fly. I mean, I think Retrix is open. They could fly <laughs> us up. <laughs> yeah, they could anyway. stop by Bradley and bring it over. <laughs> no, I do think I do think they absolutely copied us, and I and I was poking fun at them on Twitter about that too. I think they clearly. I don't know who you know. May, maybe we somehow originally got the. I, I don't know how it how this all came to be, but I do know that for a fact we had the first trip club review. So. Suck it, Wiggy. No, we've got the second one. Uh, so our house degenerate, Steve from Providence, says, uh, for our benefit only, he was working here, decided to go to yet another strip club review. All right. Welcome back to everyone's not-so-favorite segment, Keeping It Classy with Steve, where we explore all six of Rhode Island strip clubs. Last week, we are at the Wild Zebra on the corner of O'Connell and Allen's Avenue. We gave it a rating of 2.1 Z-Packs and determined this is where strippers go to die. This week, I am very excited. We are reviewing Club Fantasies, located at 28 Sim Street in Providence, Rhode Island. It can be easily accessed from either Federal Hill or the Providence Place Mall. Upon pulling into this location, you will see an aqua blue warehouse-style building with pink trim. There is plenty of parking, and the sole entrance is on the east side of the building. There is, however, a somewhat steep $10 cover charge. This palace of Poon is loaded with nothing but the finest women from all corners of the globe. It's basically the United Nations of strip clubs. <laughs> it has plenty of seating and mini booths surrounding the perimeter. There is an enormous, double-poled, rectangle-shaped stage with seating for 50. Upon taking my seat, I was promptly greeted by my waitress, the beautiful Bambi. She was very polite and quickly delivered my $14 captain of Coke. After watching five or six of Daddy's Disappointments, <laughs> I was treated to a show I will never forget. A young lady took to the stage by the name of Cinnamon. She began shooting <laughs> ping pong balls out of her cock holster and into a cup. She made an amazing four out of five attempts. She was either the Larry Bird or the Steph Curry of pussy popping. Upon catching my breath, it was time for one last order of business, my private dance. I approached a lovely lady by the name of Lexi. She took me to the second level. There are approximately 10 to 15 private rooms, each with their own casting couch and recliner. The dance was kind of steep at $60 for 10 minutes, but I was in no mood to bargain. She rubbed my wood like a Boy Scout trying to start a fire. Five minutes in, I released my batch and thanked her for her service. I am giving Club Fantasies a score of 4.3 Z-Packs, and I highly recommend that you listen to our next review a Rhode Island staple, The Foxy Lady. And remember, as I always say, keep it classy. That's Movon's favorite place, the Foxy Lady. Oh my God, that was so. I've never been to a strip club in my life. Get the f- no way, never, 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 never been to a strip club. Oh well, we got to make this happen. Steve needs to see. I'm farther away. I'm in Philly, but Steve is, uh, you know, Providence isn't that far. I think you guys need to get together, and, and I think Steve needs to show you around it. And we need to do a little video of it at the end. To see if you're a changed man, the same way that Mutt got a little brother in him uh, from going to uh, from, from from going to his first uh, his first what they call it what Wiggy calls it it's a shake spot shake spot right uh, no this is you got to go to a shake spot and then we got to hear uh, hear how much you've changed but one thing I don't live that <laughs> far you, you guys I live about an hour and a half away and I go to Rhode Island all the time so we we cross paths it, it could happen I'm nervous about that. Um, I'm just nervous generally about Steve in general. Oh, well, I, I mean, he's, he's a maniac, but he's, he's, he's a, he's a lovable maniac, maniac. He's, who's just got the most just I- insane, you know, deplorable, but also like hilarious ideas and, and comments and jokes. I mean, the guy that he's, he's the guy that is the brains behind, behind Carter, you know, and, and behind some of the best mutt takedown mm-hmm. calls ever. Um, one thing that stuck out to me, he talked about the, uh, the Steph Curry uh, of uh, or the Larry Bird of Pussy Poppin. What you know what you know what I you know what I'd be afraid to see is uh is the Brian Scalabrini of Pussy Poppin. Oh no. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That would be rough. Shrapnel. That, that would be rough. The Brian Scal the white mamba of Pussy Poppin. That would be that would, that would not be too nice for sure. That was good. Excuse me, I gotta put my safety <laughs> goggles on now. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for uh, his, his 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 review next week. We got to we got to get you to do one of these though pretty soon. Yeah, I I I hate to admit that, but I I've got a 
a guy here who's got a message later on, Chris in Wakefield, one of my one of my good friends. He's been trying mm-hmm. to take me because my buddy Chris is that's all he does is go to strip clubs and, and gamble and that type of stuff. And I don't do mm. either of those things. And he when I was getting married, he tried to, to drag me to the gold club in Hartford. And for whatever reason, it just never happened. But I just that's crazy. I've just never had the opportunity. Is is your buddy Chris friends with Mutt? Because it sounds like they have a lot of similar interests. No, he's he's a much better gambler. Oh, I see. You see, Mutt was like three for eight or something like that he in the postseason. The over. He took the over last night. I know, crazy. The lowest scoring game ever. I know. Well, Francesca I, I was picked the Rams, so. Jesus, and and I think Francesca talked about high, high scoring game. He, uh, <laughs> he he was he was like he was saying that there's no reason that he's like neither of these defenses are going to be able to stop stop the offenses. It's uh, he's Francesca. I've grown to like him more since I know that you kind of push him, um, or that you 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 appreciate him at least. And I've actually I've actually grown kind of fond of him because those Funhouse videos that that guy that what a public service whoever runs that Twitter account just putting out all these videos of him just getting owned by callers and just contradicting himself. It's, it's awesome. I tuned in. So there's the, there's the thought that, well, there's only a few prank phone calls here and there. I tuned in today cause I happened to be home. I was on five minutes, five minutes. I'm listening to Francesca. Boom. Guy comes in. Hey, uh, uh, Mike, uh, first time, long time. You ever, you ever, uh, interview Bill Belichick? Uh, no. Yeah. Who would you rather interview secretariat or Bill Belichick? Click. <laughs> I mean, right away, I mean, it's like every five minutes now with this guy. I'd love to have that Funhouse guy on. I mm. just have a million questions for him. I That would be that, that or uh, Mike Zahn guy. You've seen the Mike Zahn videos? I would love, that's, that's probably the number one guy. I love the Mike Zahn videos. I watch them over and over. He's got one the now Jesus Christ really one. Creative. The Jesus Christ one. I, I, could, <laughs> I could watch that. I could watch that like a hundred times in a row. It's so good it's uh, it hits on every level of comedy <laughs> it's perfection the timing's perfect the jokes are perfect the humor's per it's it's brilliant if you haven't seen it mike zahn what is that one called is that uh, is that called Ju- judas uh uh mike zahn uh i think it's 32 yeah that's right that's right something like that did you ever see like i always thought when he goes but the bread the bread i thought that was funny in itself Mike actually said that about something he was talking about hot dogs at uh city field and he was talking about the hot dogs. He goes, the hot dogs are good, but the bread, the, the bread, the bread. So that's, there's like little inside things that he puts uh, who, in there. Uh, this guy uh, is, is brilliant. This, uh, this Jesus guy. I mean, he's not going to be around for much longer. I mean, uh, <laughs> Pontius Pilate doesn't really like him. You know what I mean? It's, it's so bad. It's so bad. We're going to, we're going to Pontius <laughs> Pilate on the app. Oh man. Hey, hey Mike, did Jesus turn that Duh. water into diet That was Coke? great because he does the prank callers too. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, man, we're going long. This is actually, I didn't think we'd have that much, but we're actually got some good content. No, I'm half delirious. So I, we do have a caller and I wouldn't have picked this up unless this guy called in, but then he sent me down a rabbit hole. Hey guys. Um, uh, wondering if you heard, uh, the Mutt and Callahan, Jim Gray interview. Uh, I think it was uh Friday morning yesterday. It was brutal. And, um, neutered, uh, Callahan, you know, didn't take him to task at all. And I'm not a touch on a rich guy, but I just happened to be scrolling the internet last night and I see, uh, uh, toucher and rich doing make Callahan look like he doesn't even know what he's doing anymore. Fred Toucher throws him off the air. Jim Gray was terrible. He was terrible on Mudd and Callahan. He went on and did the same odd little stick on toucher and rich. And Fred wasn't actually rich did a really good job too of just asking the follow-up questions that Callahan used to ask, Kirk would have asked, uh, and then Fred eventually just calls him to task and says, you know, you don't want to be here, get off the air. And Jim Gray got really pissy for someone who's supposed to be, you know, uh, super zen-like, uh, kind of broke character and, you know, started throwing, uh, told Fred Hunter it was, it was a stupid question about, uh, you know, why, was, why did he know, uh, whatever, you know. So if you saw it, you know what I'm talking about. I'd be, I'd love to hear you guys take it. All right. Have a good one, boys. I didn't see it. So I went down the rabbit hole and tried to pull that stuff and had the mis. I do. I got it right here. Did so you get it? all I did was I took the Mutton Callahan stuff and I just scoped down the questions that they asked because we're not going to listen to 22 minutes of this boredom. But I took some of the questions that Mutton Callahan asked mm-hmm. to get an example of, of how they've just cowered now. 
And then I've got kind of the best of Toucher and Rich here. So let me start with Mutt and Callahan, and we can uh, kind of figure out who did it. Jim best. Gray joins us here. Jim, good morning. How are you? Good, guys. How y'all doing? When will you take? When will you talk to Tom for the Sunday pregame uh, Super Bowl interview? Uh, we did it last night. Oh, and then we'll do it again. All right, give us a sneak preview. What happened? How did it go last night? Do you agree with me that Brady has never been in a better place? He seems very happy these days. There's a different Tom Brady right now, at least as we hear him. Jim, as you said, he feels, he sounds like he's doing well. He seems very happy. I felt like there were times this year where it wasn't that way. And looking back on it, I think it was the knee injury. I think that it affected him. I think it affected his mood. It affected his play. Do you think he's had an evolution this year where now he is healthy, whereas during the year maybe he was uh, was feeling it and fighting it? Do you have a theory on why he was bailing out on some throws in the regular season? It was that obviously that real blatant one against uh, Pittsburgh. Yep. And we talked about it, obviously. Everything Brady does, we talk about at length. And it was weird. He was like seeing ghosts and kind of fading and bailing on some throws. This goes on for 22 minutes. I think Jerry said that it one Jerry said on the, that it was either an A or an F. Uh, I voted F on the poll. Um, He's just a strange guy. And then didn't it was they were talking about Oprah's uh, husband, right? Stedman Graham or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and then they pressed him at one point and they didn't press it. They, they, they asked him at one point about, well, you hang out with Brady in the offseason. And he got apparently from what Mutt was saying, he got like real defensive and kind of like perked up a little bit. It was like, what do, what do you mean? Like, what are you, would you do you know something? Because obviously he, he does hang out. He's boys with Brady. And. They, well, it's obvious. What's he getting upset about? They talked to him. It's they obvious. They brought up the Oprah interview, and and they didn't press him on that point at all. They just let it go. Well, Toucher and Rich did press him. They only got through one question. They were really pressing him on the obvious question. You're you're on with Oprah. Why are you sitting there in the corner? It's really really weird, and he wouldn't talk about it at all. I don't know what it is, but here's sort of the end of how Toucher and Rich handled it. Okay, so you got there really early for dinner then? Okay, so you got there really early for dinner then? Perhaps perhaps they ran late. Well, it was the beginning of... (laughs) It's it's very secretive. No, I mean, I I don't know what what you're trying... Get to the end point. I mean, All right. Don't worry. Don't worry about okay, it. Okay, you, okay. you don't want to be here. All right. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Are the questions when you... That's when what you, you wanted? No, no you just won't answer any questions. It's boring. I mean, you're being defensive and looking I'm at me weird. Well, All right. It's a stupid question. But real quick. All right, then. I don't want to ask you. stupid question. Okay. What were you doing? What were you doing? Having dinner with somebody? No, we didn't know you were having dinner. I just told you. And you didn't like the answer. Oh, Jesus, Jim. Just go. Do whatever you have to do. Bye. Here's the headline. Good luck to you. These are not the titans of journalism or confrontation. Wow. Oh, man. I hate to give them any props because I fucking hate those guys. Um, That was contentious, though. I feel like, but I don't know. I feel like not not unnecessarily because, I mean, to be fair, I mean, Gray sounds like, like just like a douche. Like it comes across like a total doucher. Like he's, a, he's, one, he's the, the four agreements guys, Axley, you know, and, and, and the amount of, the amount of, uh, he's a name dropper too, right? He thought, well, my best friend, Mike Tyson and George Foreman, whoever the fuck he's friends with. And then, and then, you know what? Uh, and, and Phil Sims or, or Jim Nance always says, and it's, it's like, he just seems like a guy that would carry around a picture of burnt toast in his wallet. You know, it's just the type of guy that he comes across as. So I appreciate them giving him shit. You know, I don't want to, necessarily see that uh that that they were better because i just hate those guys but i will say that they did a good job uh they did a good job that was interesting that was interesting and i'm still never going to listen to that show though yeah rich i listened to them for a good year i got tired of dennis and callahan just before kirk came on and i gave him a shot for about a year so i know a little bit about the show and then i switched back when kirk was really taking over rich makes my skin crawl fred is fred but at least they had the guts to throw him out of there it's something kirk would have done if he was on the show would have gone totally different but this is where i think people blame joey for a lot of things so joey pushed kirk out or joey wants to hire this guy joey doesn't have a lot of power this is where Joey's power is of booking these guests and setting the expectations of what the interview is going to be doing. Some of this content stuff that interview with, with gray had Joey's fingertips all over it. Mm. 
So you're saying that Joey wanted to do this out of what reason though? Why would he want to why would he want to push a boring interview? Like, is he just trying to sabotage the station or did he think that it would turn into something contentious the way that it turned into a contentious interview on Toucher and Rich? I don't think he thought it would be contentious. I don't think he's looking for contentious. I think his, his ballot for the lodge in the wrong direction. I, I just think he thought, Oh, this would be good. We've got a guest who is tight with Tom Brady. He can give some Tom Brady insight. People in new England are interested in the super bowl. I think it was probably a thought process around Tom Brady is interesting to people in New England. Brady's uh, gray is close. People will eat this up. It was just weird. Like there was, he, he tried to psychoanalyze Jerry. You remember that? And he's like, he's like, well, that's because Jerry, you don't really know who you are. You don't have an identity. You're not self-centered, not self-actualized, right? When you wake up in the morning, you don't have a purpose. Jerry Callahan he saying, yeah. Oh, for it crying was out loud. It was yeah, it seemed like a misfire. It seemed like, now, I will say they should have pressed him a little bit more. I, I can understand that they didn't want to blow up that relationship. And this was part of the, you know, the agreement that Kirk talked about that they wanted him to sign about, a, you know, less mean-spiritedness. And I think that was the big difference is that there was – it seemed more mean-spirited on T- Toucher and Rich and there wasn't really any of that. It seemed like a safe landing spot on Mutt and Callahan, which I was just disappointing because I think there's room for an in-between. And I think that they could have done an interview that wouldn't have burned because I understand that they don't want to ruin that – burn that bridge with Jim Gray because he's, uh, you know, obviously he's, he's, he's somebody here who's Brady, you know, but, uh, at the same time, I think there was probably a way to do it a little bit better. Yeah, I agree. All right. You want to listen to a voicemail? Yeah, let's do it. All right. You have humiliated me for the last time with this phone. And when I come out there next week, I'm going to fly out there for the day just to straighten you out. I don't know who the fuck you are or what it is you do. Number two, you're a fucking drunk. Never gets it old. really doesn't. I could listen to Dino slobbering over and over and over. Mm. But, uh, you know, he probably could listen to himself do that, too. He's listening right now, isn't he? He's a P1. He's a P1. He's a follower of our. I love it. I love it. I love that we got all these 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 P1 listeners. We got old people on the show listening, new people on the show listening. It's great. All right. So this uh, ties into the amount of listeners we have. Benefit show. Chris from Wakefield here. Congrats on the ten thousand downloads so far from the four pods. You are very close to eclipsing Mutt's salary for 2019. (laughs) No. Keep it up. Can't wait for the next. Keep it classy. See you, So he's a big strip club guy. He's he takes these. So Chris and Wakefield takes these seriously, and it guides where he's going to go to. But I think he's we got to have him on. Chris, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd love he, to have. He him sounds on. like he. You know, at the end of the day, really, it's like be, don't be boring. Be high energy. Come in, have a take, and and try and have some fun. Don't take yourself too seriously. And it seemed like he kind of checked all the boxes with that. I mean, I'm into that. I mean, you know, that that works for me. Um. Yeah, and and I think that how did the, we did pretty good in the last one? I'm curious to see what I liked about our last pod with the the, the whack a troll with with Brian uh, Rigo Di Gimero or whatever his name is right. Rocosio or Rico or I muted um, R- him so I don't see him anymore. <laughs> Rico Suave. Um, what I liked about whack a troll was we got a lot of discussion to the to the point that Sporty R McKenzie started engaging and arguing back and forth. Yep. And Sporty, the one thing with Sporty, and if you read the article that Lucy did a while back about the parody accounts, she she hits the nail on the head. Sporty always is in character. That's the beauty of Sporty, where guys like myself, I, I'm never in character. I, I mean, I started in character and I just lost it. Yeah, it's and, and SV kind of here and there, maybe. 35% of what SV does is in character. Everything else is out of character. But Sporty's always in character. And he broke character to argue like vehemently back and forth on Twitter with Brian. And then we had all sorts of comments. To me, the fact that people were talking about it and it got a reaction and there was a fight, to me that says we did something right doing that whack-a-troll and that back-and-forth argument. And I mean, I, it, beyond what the content of what was even said, because – I mean, the guy couldn't back up what he said. I mean, it took us, we could have, it could have been about 15 minutes shorter because we had, we had 
Mm-hmm. We had squashed him from the get-go because he didn't come with anything prepared. Um, but still, you know, I, I like the fact that we got people talking about it and hopefully we can do that more stuff in the future. That guy, the, that troll that wrote the article, the, um, the ones comparing uh, the Patriots to Trump and Naga, you remember him? Corbin Smith? Yeah, yes. so I invited him on the pod. Um, I yeah, saw. And, uh, it, yeah. it would not be a safe landing spot. It would not, yeah, because Alex Reamer invited him. And, you know, it, it sucks because, like, Reamer and I tweeted, you know, I, I didn't know that Reamer invited him on, but apparently Reamer and I have the same radio instincts, which I guess is a really bad sign for me, or a good sign. I mean, he is on the morning show, but um, the second I saw the article, I'm like, his DMs are open, open I'm inviting him on. And then I see Reamer just did the same thing, and I'm like, "Fuck, man!" So I tried to try to uh, poke some fun at Reamer a little bit because Reamer said, "Oh, it would be a safe landing spot," and ours most assuredly would not be a safe landing spot. But, but we are we. No, I like I, I don't I like Reamer. He's he's goes against all my political instincts, but I like that he stirs it up, and I like that he's fearless. He's stupid, but that's okay. He's entertaining. Mm, medium talent, you know. Medium talent. He's a fine. He's a fine host. He's a fine host. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kidding. He's not. I mean, he's he's not bad. You can even end now with, the, with this new soundboard that I have. I can even end with some music. So I'm gonna put that low, and that's. Is that what this ending? Yeah, music I was is? gonna put that on the voicemail, but I had it here, so I figured I'd have something to signal that that we're out. Playing us out. You know, the other thing, guys, if you want to tweet at us, we we've upgraded our equipment here. Um, so now we have the capability of having a soundboard. So if there are drops that you would like to hear. Feel free to tweet those drops out to us because that would be, uh, you know, um, that'd be something cool to incorporate into the show. New drops, old drops, or even make our own drops where we could have drops of Steve uh, or of of Kevin or, or whoever, or even of Brian. Um, you know that uh, that we could we can totally look into that. Anything you want to tease before we go, uh, Drunk Eric Curtis? Uh, at some point, I want to tell some stories about my time in radio. There are some people that mm. I knew in radio and some people that you might know or might not know. And just the absolute debauchery that I saw, because I'm kind of kind of straight as an arrow. And, and the things that I saw were, were just mind-blowing. I would love to do some hitting the post. I think I'm as good as Tangway. And we have the ability now to hit some of this stuff. I think we could have Hell some yeah. fun. One, one, one of these weeks we'll have a slow week. Yeah, unfortunately it wasn't. Well, fortunately, I guess for us it wasn't last week. There was so much content. I feel like we didn't even get to everything. But um, no, we didn't. But that's one okay. thing to one thing to tease for me: I have had ongoing conversations with a um, possibly current, possibly former fill-in host on the morning show to see if we can get this individual, uh, he Ooh. or she or they, as a guest on the show. So there are ongoing conversations with that. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't want to say anything. Let's just say that, you know, maybe a, a caller, you know, has has uh, has done a character that has a relationship with uh, with this individual. So we'll see. Hmm. We'll see if we can if you guys can put two and two together. But we'll hopefully get some more news on that in the future. Nice. Other than that, I got nothing. All right, man. Cool. This was All fun. Right. Good weekend. Yeah. Good weekend, everybody. See you.